and uh, people can jump in that way. That's how Travis Roeder, he'll tweet it out. He'll let people know, hey, I'm going on with Mosley. And then everybody crowds around at the water cooler and says, okay, what does Travis have to say about that game? Now, Travis, we got to look back before we can look forward. I know you're already kind of, oh, my gosh, Kansas State, you put out some rankings. They're 20th in this. They're 23rd in that. I mean, by the time you were finished with me today, Travis, you had me worried as all get out of this Kansas State team. I, I may not even watch the game. I'm so worried. But <laughs> let's look back. Let's look back a little bit against uh, Oklahoma and uh, what a what a great win it was. And you know what's crazy to me, Travis, uh, kind of big picture wise, is that Baylor. We used to think in the Bryles days, like you know, Baylor kind of needed that trick back then. You know, you needed great receivers, great skill players, good linemen, but not. They didn't have to be great you because you had this offense that was a juggernaut. I never thought that Baylor could line up for a sustained amount of time and just sort of like knock people off the ball and do the same thing in some sense on defense. Like that's that's pretty amazing that Baylor is doing that. Yeah, and I think all the credit has to go to the coaching staff. Or excuse me, all the credit. Obviously, it's a mix to the staff and the players, but – you know, defensively, Baylor really did just knock Oklahoma around up front. That's what the Baylor defensive line's been doing for a month and a half now. They're just playing dominant up front. I mean, even against CCU, when they gave up all those passing yards, they were they totally shut down the TCU running game. Um, so, yeah, the Baylor defensive line really controlled the line of scrimmage. Offensively, that's sort of what happened, but not nearly to the same degree. And that's why I say you really got to really hand it to the coaching staff because that Oklahoma's front seven, while – OU has their own issues defensively. They have some real dudes up front. Uh, number 24, their linebacker, Brian Osamoa, uh, was the best linebacker I've seen Baylor play in a long time. Uh, and their defensive line's nasty. They do a lot of stuff that makes it hard to run on them. Baylor didn't just really knock them over, but what they did do is they had a really big variety of running calls that they called, and they were able to catch OU kind of off balance in just enough times to where all of a sudden, you know, I think my wife told me, you know, they had 300 yards rushing this game, and I, I didn't believe her. I mean, I was like, that's crazy. Um, but they really were just kind of able, able to make them kind of just slowly add up over the game. And I think it's a real testament to the coach staff and the players and the mantra and the and the culture that they've built that they were able to do that over the course of the game. You know, you said Gary Bohannon, they did, they've done a nice job with kind of almost waiting to the second half so the other team can't, you know, make the uh, adjustments necessary. When Gary, I mean, it happened pretty early in the second half. He just got rolling. I'm talking big chunk yardage uh, yeah. on, on some of those keepers. What did, what do you think, uh, what did you see on, on, on film when you look back at it, and what do you think Grimes saw that, that led to so much yardage for Gary running the ball? Well, I mean, basically, you know, he had three huge runs, and it was all on a variation of the same play. And it's really fun if you actually look at them back to back to back because one of the things about this offense is that it's there's not very many different plays, but they run it from a lot of different formations, and they run it with a lot of different motions. So even if it's the same play, it can look a lot different to a defense, and that's what they did on each of those three times. It looked differently. But essentially, you know, the, na the name of the game for Baylor's offense is, you know, they're going to run wide zone, which is just their basic staple running play where, you know, the running back aims for the, you know, the offensive tackle on his side of the ball and, just pushes it front side, but as soon as you can get the defense, like what they call the linebackers flowing, the defense flowing, you know, once the defense starts flowing too hard, they start overselling on that front side, 
that's what opens up those backside cuts. I mean, you think about Abram Smith's 75-yard run. That's exactly what happened there. Uh, he was able to get a big cut back. And, and essentially what those Gary runs are, too, is just, you know, the coaches will call them backstri- backside constraint plays. You know, it, it, it's a constraint on the defense that when you run something on that backside, it keeps them from flowing too hard on the front side. So that's a, you know, we could dive into a lot more detail, but that's essentially what happened there. OU was really selling out to stop the run on Baylor's basic plays. And so uh, Baylor responded by hitting them with uh, those backside plays where the defense is all flowing to one side and Baylor hits them on the side where they're weakest. Talking to Travis Roeder, Our Daily Bears, uh, does some really good work out there and um, and uh, does all the, the film watching for us and it explains all this. Isn't it funny? You mentioned April Smith's 75-yard touchdown. That's the stuff that Oklahoma would always do to Baylor and other teams is, is pound away, pound away, and then get one of those monster plays. And, uh, and now it seems like it's Baylor doing it. I mean, that you talk about – Wonderful yeah. to see. It it is it is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had somebody on staff reach out to me and say they had been holding back that play all game because they knew it was going to bust out big, and they just wanted to wait for the right moment to use it. And that kind of ties into what you said and uh, what I've noticed about offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes is that he really very clearly holds stuff back for the second half. And why that's important is like if you run one play in the first half that the the defense hasn't seen before, I promise you they're you know, these college football staffs now, they have hordes of analysts and quality control guys and let alone the assistant coaches that are all working all halftime to say, okay, well, if they present it like this and they run this play, here's how you defend it now. But when you do it in the second half, all that has to be done on the sideline and it has to be done, you know, in between drives. Obviously, you can't teach somebody how to defend something mid-drive. And so I think that's something that's really cool to see the, the patience for, uh, I think it's kind of two things. A, it's the patience of the offensive coordinator to know that it's a four-quarter game. And B, Baylor has a really good enough defense to where they can keep the game close, to where the offense doesn't feel like they have to pull out all the tricks in the first half to even just keep the game close, if that makes sense. So it's it's really kind of complimentary football. Yeah, I that I, I the complimentary football is a huge piece of it. Now on defense, um, man, my guy Al Walcott, how good was that? I mean, made made some really big plays. You know, obviously he doesn't have the speed. That some of those uh, that some of those other uh, corners have, but man, at the point of attack, sometimes and he made that big interception. But the pass rush was on point, and and, and to a certain extent, what they did against Caleb Williams, and you can help explain this, but they kind of kept him. You know, they the levels of the pass rush, unlike some of those previous weeks, that, you know, where they let guys escape, they just kind of stayed. And I think one of the things you yep. were worried about is Caleb Williams you know, having like five or six of those huge explosive plays right. in a game. And he didn't – he never really got to that point. What, what, what yep. do you attribute that to? Were guys sort of winning these individual battles? Were, was it more like Aranda where they were all really working well together? Why were they – why was the pass rush so effective? Well, I mean, working together is really the right way to put it. I got to give some credit to my uh, my buddy Jeff Davis on Twitter here. He – He's the one that pointed out to me, he said, look, if you watch Oklahoma versus Kansas, Kansas wasn't even really rushing the passer. They basically just had four guys rush that created a little semicircle around, around Williams, and they all kept their eyes on him and just didn't let him escape the pocket. And Williams is a guy right now that as a true freshman that is a very below average pocket passer, 
But if he can escape the pocket to his right, especially, I mean, he becomes Superman. I mean, there's literally nobody probably on the planet that can throw the ball better. Well, I guess maybe Pat Mahomes. Or I don't really know NFL. But anyway, sorry. Caleb Williams is <laughs> a monster rolling out of the pocket. Um, and so what Baylor did is they worked on those levels. And if you actually kind of just go pick, pick any passing down uh, from the game and watch what, the, watch what the pass rushers are doing, and you'll notice that two of them are rushing the passer pretty hard on every play, but they've got a couple other guys every play that aren't really even rushing the passer. They're kind of just almost playing patty cake with the offensive lineman, just saying like, okay, I'm just, all I'm here to do is just to make sure that he doesn't escape the pocket. And eventually after three, four, or five seconds, that pocket will collapse enough to where you can actually sack him. But they weren't trying to get there in two seconds. They were, they were trusting that their defensive backs would play, the, play uh, their responsibilities well and that Williams just wouldn't be good enough if you could just keep him right in the pocket. Man, just keep him right. Isn't that amazing? It's hard to – but when you see it, as a, as like uh, from a, I think to the common fan, it's kind of frustrating to watch a defensive lineman sit there and, as you described it, play patty cake. By the way, I'm going to send you yeah. over to Gabe Hall or Ika and have you, <laughs> have you ask them how they enjoy playing patty cake with those uh, yeah. OU offensive linemen. You know, what, but to your point, there was one uh, piece of film that stood out to me where it was like they got a sack. I think it was Bryson Jackson's sack. And yeah, 71, that play making its rounds, yeah. 71, the left tackle for OU. I mean, whoever it was his man, he had him. He had him locked up. I mean, just, I mean, it was like you could, you would want to teach that kind of blocking, you know, as an O-line coach. But then all of a sudden, when they came free, it was like scary. Here comes Matt Jones. Here comes Bryson on the backside. Here comes Cole Maxwell. And it was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And so, basically, you're right. The complementary part of this is huge. If the coverage can hold up, then the then the then the then it makes the defensive line and linebackers look so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just seeing elite effort from uh, the Baylor defense. I mean, one of the one of the telltale signs of whether a team is fully bought in defensively is whether whether guys you know whether you see defensive linemen chasing down plays from long ways away, and whether you see guys never kind of give up on a play. And that's definitely what you saw there. I was just Elite effort and effort. Effort is something you cultivate. So um, it's really see to need to see Bryson Jackson get a good big play there. I think he's a fourth or a fifth year guy, and um, for him to finally kind of get his moment was fun to see. I think he was good against Oklahoma State. He had one really good game this season. It might have been oh o- that Oklahoma State game, but he came in. You know, he and, I, and that wasn't that funny. That he he shook off Jones, and then Jackson didn't get like it wasn't like a clean sack. He just kind of kind of slung yeah. him down. And Williams, it was kind of like Williams just had enough. That other play that's been making rounds is that. What about those linemen? Was it Zay? Oh yeah. uh, And and, uh, Gall came in there from behind. It was trying to think. Oh, Galvin was in there as well. But where? I mean, think about that. You're third and twelve. In in some sense, it's kind of a give up play. You're running off tackle. You're trying to kill some clock. Seventeen seventeen seven lead. And and those are the kind of games as Baylor fans. We've been scared to death before, right? You're, you're, even though you got a 10-point lead, they've got seven minutes, and they got yeah. all their timeouts. The game's not over. And you just hand off to, a, you know, you're, you're expecting maybe four or five yards there at the most. And, and they run it for, what, 15 yards? Well, I'll that, tell you what, Matt. I think you might have been expecting four or five yards, but I think the staff really expected to get that point. <laughs> they, they've been calling a lot more runs on third and long, and it's a, it's been pretty interesting to see how the ethos of this team has evolved where that's yeah. actually a viable option now. 
Yeah, I know. I'll never, I'll never agree that they thought they were going to get that on third and twelve. <laughs> I, I, I give those linemen, I give those Fair linemen uh, all the credit because that was pretty cool. I mean, he had about five yards to go, and they all, and 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 Galvin and uh, and 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 Zay, uh, the X Man, they uh, they they just went at the same time. That was a fun play to watch because at the exact yeah. same time, it was just like. They hit that pile and they moved it like crazy. I'm sure Abram was kind of like, "Wow, this is these are a few extra yards I didn't know I was going to get." But um, yeah. Anyway, well, Travis, good good stuff. I I hate that um, I didn't get to bump into you Saturday, and I'm sure that was tough for you to not have a guy like me up there to kind of explain things to you. But um, but I hope to see you soon. Oh, thanks, Matt. All right, there he goes, Travis Roder. Uh, who does a really nice job and uh, big-time uh, film watcher. And uh, that's good stuff right there.